Okay, so uh, what I thought of you tonight, um, I thought of you tonight is um, as follows. We, uh, I find, um, I always found um, it much easier to daven on a weekday than on Shabbos. Um, anybody else? Easier to daven on a weekday, easier to daven on Shabbos? One or the other? Same? I always find it easier to daven on the weekend than the Shabbos. I'll tell you why. Because I find that davening, for me, personally, and the Gemara talks like this, tefillah in, in the Gemara is bakasha. Tefillah is asking Hashem for things. Right? That's what, that's what tefillah is supposed to be. Right? As we get older, right, and we have um, you know, and more things that we need, so even if we have a hard time connecting to the Pesuk of the Zimra, or to you know, other parts of davening, so you know, when it comes time, Baruch Aleinu, when it comes time, Rufa'inu, so usually there's something to, to think about, right? You can, can connect in a certain way, at least. But Shabbos, we're going to talk as we move on, there's actually our Nobakashas on Shabbos. You can't, you're not supposed to ask, ask for things on Shabbos. Um, but I think in general, I don't know, I think a lot of the, the, the feels of Shabbos are, are different than they are during the week, and, it makes, and we don't understand them very much. So it makes them harder to relate to because we don't really, you know, we don't have that connection. But I, so what I wanted to do tonight is present to you an idea that's actually kind of Kabbalistic. Um, I don't know anything about Kabbalah, but it's kind of Kabbalistic. Um, and um, see how it actually takes us through a lot of what's happening in the davening. Um, and and it, sort of in the framework of the davening throughout Shabbos. Okay? So take a look at source number one and source number two. You're going to tell me what, what you see is you know, uh, interesting about these two sources. Source number one is in Parashat Kitisa. Where Hashem tell, Moshe Ben tells Am Yisrael about, about Shabbos. Where Atad Abera Bnei Yisrael Imor Aches Shabbos Society Shmaru Ki Osi Beni Benechem Ladorosechem Ladas Kenya Shem Mikadeshchem. Why are you going to keep Shabbos? You should keep my Shabbos because Shabbos is a sign. It's a symbol between me and between you for our generations to know that I'm Hashem who makes you holy. Ushmartem Eser Shabbos. You should keep Shabbos Ki Kodesh Shilachem because it is holy. Mechalalei Moshe Mosam who violates it. Uh, put to death. He kill Osa by Malach of Nechasan Eves Shemi Harvamel, and somebody who does Malach on it is going to is going to uh, be cut off from the rest of Am Yisrael. Fast forward to Parshas Vayakel. Sheishis Yamim Tasem Malacha over Yom Ashvi Yelachem Kolos Shabbat Shabbaton Lashem Kol Osa Bo Malacha You Must. So same message. Do do work for six days, but if you do do Malacha on it, person's going to be put to death. What's different between? I underlined it a little bit between the first and the second iteration. What, what, uh, you went to dicto class for a little bit, right? What is the, what is the gender of Shabbos in the first section and what's the gender of Shabbos in the second section? Switches, right? Oh, it's he. She, it's, she is a, right? Shabbos is neither, neither male nor female, right? But Shabbos is referred to as oh, she. It's it. She is a sign. Mechaleleha. If you violate her, right, mostly must. And then all of a sudden, you do Shabbat, do Malacha on him, right? Referring to Shabbos as in the, in the male. And the question is, why does, and this happens throughout the Torah, that the, the Shabbos is sometimes referred to as in the feminine, and sometimes Shabbos is referred to in the masculine. And the question is, why? What do you need it for? Just leave it alone. <laughs> Just choose one. Why does it have to switch? So the truth is that we know that we find this in the davening, right? That Shabbos changes throughout the davening. 
um, between masculine and feminine also. In fact, Davudraham asked the question he asked, and we're going to get back, we're going to come to an answer to this question, hopefully, by the end. Name, name a day of the week. Weekday, Yantif, Shimon Esrei. Okay? On, on a weekday, does the Shimon Esrei look different from morning to afternoon tonight? Today? So the only difference is Shem Shalom and Shalom Rath, which according to some of the Tzachos doesn't even change. Right? Otherwise, it's exactly the same. Shachos min Chamarv, exactly the same as Shimon Esrei. Yantif. Take Musaf out for a second. Yantif. Take Rosh Hashanah out, which has a, that's right, Rosh Hashanah also, only Musa. Shachos min Chamarv. The, the Shimon Esrei is the same. Right? You go to the back of the article sitter, you want to daven, you want to daven for, uh, for, on, on Sukkot, on Yantif, it's the same Shon Esri, all the way through. The only thing that changes is Musaf is, is unique and different, because Musaf is separate. But it's always the same. The only time that the Shon Esri is totally different, the middle section, right? That middle bracha is totally different, is on Shabbos. Right? Where the middle section at night, the middle section during the day, and the middle section at Mincha are all totally different. When you get back to that, as we move towards the end. But it's interesting to think about, and the Vujraham asks, why? why? Why is it totally different? But there's another subtle difference that exists even in the parts of the Shemana that are the same, which is, look in source number three. Look in source number three, you have three times, I didn't bring the whole paragraph three times, it's exactly the same. All three times. Right, Ma'ariv, Shachar, Semincha, Elokinu, Kevusini, Ritzevim, Nuchasenu, Kadshenu, Mitzvosecha, Vesin, Elokinu, Mitzvosecha, etc., etc. This this actual request. We're going to get back to this as we move along. That we do ask, and what do we say? Vianuchu va Yisrael Mekadshei Shemecha at Ma'ariv on Friday night, Sunday morning, Shabbos morning. We say Vianuchu va Yisrael Mekadshei Shemecha, and at Mincha we say Vianuchu vam Yisrael Mekadshei Shemecha. Shabbos goes from female to male, to both, in a certain sense, throughout the course of Shabbos. So this idea of Shabbos changing from Mechalaleha, Oshi, to Kolosev, Bo, Malacha, is represented also in the davening itself. And that's because, and that's not the only place where we refer to davening um, as, well, I said that Avudram also points out that Shabbos has really three sections to it. Right? Shabbos has three parts. Nighttime, Morning and afternoon. How do we know? Do you have that in terms of davening and in terms of? And in terms, what else do we do three times on Shabbos? The meals, the meals right? Also three times, three meals. Every every part of the day has a has a tefillah and it has a meal because we're Jewish, right? So it has a meal also. So so we have both. So we have uh, so we have Friday night, we have Shabbos morning, and we have Shabbos afternoon. Three separate parts of the day. Not usually just night and day, but three separate parts of the day. Um, represented by different types of tefillos and different types of meals. But, but we find also, by the way, there's another part of the davening where, where Shabbos is referred to as feminine. Where else is Shabbos referred to as feminine? <laughs> what? Shabbos Malka. We refer to the Shabbos queen, the Shechina, right? That's because sometimes because the Shabbos Malka is like the Shechina. What do we say? In the Chadot, at, the end of, at the end of the Chadot, what do we say? Bowi Kala, Bowi Kala. We refer to the, to the Shabbos as a, as a, as a Kala. Right? It's a conversation about Hashem is the chassan and Shabbos is the kala. But the bottom line is that, that Shabbos is referred to both as a male form, whatever that means, and also as a female in a certain way. And throughout the davening, Shabbos will change. And Shabbos at night is Vayudu and Shabbos at night is also Bowi Kala, Bowi Kala. Okay? Fine. Where does this come from and why is this? 
So if you look at source number four, there's something there that I don't know what it is really. And I worth, to explain this point, I once heard this point brought out by Mark Penner in uh, YU once explained this. He's a master of tefillah. He was a masterful tefillah shiurim. And he explained this, this point very, very clearly, a point that otherwise I don't understand at all. What are the spheros? So I don't know what the spheros are really. Um, but I'll explain to you the best of my ability what, what the basic concept of spheros are in Kabbalah. The idea of the spheros is that God, right, uh, creates the world. God has no body. But the earth is entirely a physical place. Okay? And the, the, the capitalists are bothered. How can it be that this spiritual God is involved in the physical earth? It's, it's not impossible. God can do whatever he wants. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't go. And how can a God who so, is so anti-physical in a certain sense be mashpia, involved, and, and, and take care of what's going on in the physical world? So they basically argue in Kabbalah that the spheros are the channels through which spiritual things come down into the physical world. My Rebbe, Rebbe Yammer and Shalvim used to say that there, that Kosh Baruch has, I never really understood what he meant until I actually saw this idea, that there are pipes, right? The pipes through which the Shefa of Hashem, the, the spiritual things that Kosh Baruch wants to give us, come from Shemayim, go down to Aretz. So in, in Kabbalah, it's the spheros that create that web that allow the, the spiritual to come down into the physical. In a certain sense, the Kodesh Baruch puts the spiritual stuff in up top and it kind of makes its way down into the physical world. If you don't know what that means, it's okay because I don't know what it means either. But that's kind of what they, that's, that's what they basically say. Fine. What's the bottom sphere on the list? What do you see? What's the one on the bottom? Malchus. Okay, so Malchus is the... It, when, when do we notice... But when God is noticed and, and, and paid attention to the most in the world, that's Malchus. That's when we remember Malchus Hashem in the world when what? When we recognize Him, right? So Malchus is the ultimate, even though it's the lowest of the spheros, it's the lowest in the sense that it brings the spiritual down into the physical. So Malchus is what we want. We want to bring everything down into the physical, the spiritual into the physical world. Okay. But if you notice also, in order to get to Malchus, what does everything have to pass through? What's the, like the, the, the waterway in which things go? Everything has to pass through one other step. Yisod. Everything has to get, go through Yisod. Okay? So the, the way the Kabbalah talks about it is that the, the connection between Yisod and Malchus is how spiritual things come down to the physical world. And that during the week, there's a backup. Right? The spirituality found in Yisod can't get down into Malchus. It just can't do it. And what happens on Shabbos is that that pathway is opened up. And that Yisod, which is Lashon, Zachar, right? Male. Malchus, which is Lashon, Nekeva, they connect to each other in a certain sense. And that the Yisod sends down that spirituality down into Malchus. It's the one that kind of sends things forward and then Malchus accepts it from Yisod and is able to bring that spirituality into the world. In a certain sense, the Yisod, which is the male, whatever, Zachar, is the one that starts the process along, sends, sends a potential down to the world. Malchus, which is the feminine, accepts it and takes that potential and enhances it and uses it and brings it out at that potential into the physical world. Okay, that's what the, the male and the female, in a certain sense, do with that spirit, bring that spirituality into the physical world. If, again, if it still doesn't make total sense, that's okay. But the concepts, concepts make sense, sort of? Okay. 
Fine. So if that's true, what we are trying to do throughout Shabbos is we emphasize the fact that Akash Baruch influence comes down into our space, into the world, right? On Shabbos, we set up our homes in a way that Shabbos can come into our homes, right? We accept Shabbos as it comes on its own. And it's about the completion of that system, right? Where all the spiritual stuff makes its way to the bottom. That's what Shabbos is about. And that's why we say, what's, what do we say about Shabbos? Ki hi mekor ha-bracha. It's the, it's the source of all bracha, of all spiritual sustenance in the world comes on Shabbos. It's on Shabbos that what's in Yisod empties out into Tamachos and comes down out in the world. Okay, that's, that's what happens on Shabbos in the world of the Kabbalists. Okay. Fine. So, but pay attention to those two pieces though, right? Yesod and Machos. Because Yesod is the more active participant here. Yesod sends that Shefa, right? Sends that spirituality down into Machos. Machos is more receptive in a certain sense, okay? It receives, it takes in, and it makes use of potential. It's the, the male, you know, sense there of Yisod, sending things down, more active, sending things down into the, to the more feminine side, which receives and makes use of that potential. Fine. There's something gi- giving and there's something gathering potential at the same time. Okay. So what happens? So what happens? Friday night. What do we talk about? What's, what aspect of Shabbos is emphasized on Friday night? What do we say? The feminine. Right? The feminine is emphasized on Shabbos. So Machos is emphasized on Friday night. Okay? We, we talk about okay? on Shabbos morning that's when we emphasize the male side which is the yesod side the part that's more active okay? um, by the way that's why in Kabbalah that's why they say which challah do you cut on Friday night anybody know the bottom one right? So we're emphasizing the, 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 the female the, the machos which is the lowest part of the spheros which challah do you cut, do you cut Shabbos morning the higher one, the top one, Yisod. The, other, the less Kabbalistic reasons that are given, the man, etc. But that's in Kabbalah, that's why. In a shul, what's the, what's the best aliyah to give somebody on Shabbos? Out of the seven? The person's not a Kohen or a Levi. What's, what's the highest level aliyah you give somebody? So in a Litvish shul, in a non-Chasidish shul, the answer is Shlishi. Shlishi is the first opportunity, right? First opportunity. In, in Chasidus, and in a Shtibol, what's the highest level, level uh, aliyah? Shishi, the sixth aliyah. Why the sixth aliyah? Because there's one part I left out. When we talk about the, the spheros, we usually talk about the bottom seven. We talk about this in spheros Omer. We talk about the seven, right? If you notice, they are chesed, gevura, tiferes. If you notice in the spheros Omer, these are the seven netzachod. These are the seven spheros that we talk about, the, the lower seven, whatever that means. So on Shabbos, what happens? Friday night, we emphasize machos, which is the seventh. The lowest one. On Shabbos morning, what do we emphasize? The sixth. We're emphasizing Yisod. So that's why Shishi becomes the most chashuva aliyah in the Shtibol, chasidish Shtibol, because they're focusing on the Kabbalah. Fine. Fine. So this is all good and fine, but I've totally confused you, right, with the Kabbalah, but now I'm going to bring it back to something more regular. Okay? What do we say in, uh, in Lechadodi, the first line in Lechadodi? What do we say about Shabbos? Lechadori, if you want to know, is on your sheet, source number seven. So what's the first paragraph in Lechadori where we mention something very unique about Shabbos? The way Shabbos was given over, the concept of Shabbos was taught to us in a very specific way. 
What do we say? Shamor v'zachar v'dibor echad, right? That the word, the way Shabbos is, Shabbos is told over to us twice. The search there was two times, right? Once in the last week's parsha in parsha Yisrael, one time in Vayischan. Okay, which one is said in, in Yisrael? It's a trick question. The answer is Zachor. Zachor comes first. It's Zachor Yisrael Meshavah Zekadshah first in Yisrael. In Vayischanan, it's Shamor Yisrael Meshavah Zekadshah. And the Mechilta says something very, very important. It says the Mechilta, sorry, four, sources four and five are those two places. Zachor Yisrael Meshavah Zekadshah. The Mechilta says something very interesting. It says the Mechilta in source number six, a concept you probably heard before. Zachor v'shamor shnehem nemru b'dibur echad. Right? They were both said at the same exact moment something that a human being can't do. In fact, other Midrashim pointed out in a way that no human being, actually, the, this measure itself says, Mashi ef adam lo marken. A human being can't speak this way. We can't say Shamor and Zakhar at the same time. You can say Yani and Laurel at the same time, right? Right, you know what I'm talking about? That thing with the... You hear Yani and Laurel, there's that thing on YouTube a few years ago, whatever. Um, but Shamor and Zakhar, you can't say both at the same time. It's impossible. Fine. But Hashem did. He made an ace. He made an ace. So I see a very simple kasha. Why? What do you need it for? Hashem did whatever he wants. But what do you need it for? Just say, Shamor v'zachor, as Yom HaShav is the kasha. Zachor v'shamor, Shem HaShav. Hashem didn't have to say them at the same moment. What's the purpose? What's the, what's the reason why Hashem would create such a miracle? There's enough miracles going on. We all know that He's God. What do you need to also say, Zachor v'shamor, at the same second? The same exact moment that you, that, you, that you could hear both, it's like impossible. It's a tremendous miracle. So it says the Michelta like this, something very strange, but maybe it can give us a hint. It says the Michelta in source number six, Zachor v'shamor shnehem nemr v'dibur echad. So what's it saying? Shmos, and by Midbar, sorry, Mechala mos yumas, yom ha-shab v'shnei kavasim, shnehem v'dibur echad nemru. So also, that if you violate Shabbos, that you die, and that on Shabbos you bring two kavasim, also said at the same moment. Let me do a couple other examples. Ervas eshes achicha v'yevama yavo aleha shneim nemru divrecha. What is that talking about? Ervas eshes achicha. The halacha is that a man is not allowed to marry his sister-in-law. It's against the halacha. If a man's married to a woman, he cannot then also marry. Again, midiraisa a man can marry two women. He can't marry his sister-in-law ever. However, what would happen if his sister-in-law's husband? Let's say he's not married, right? His sister-in-law husband passes away and they have no children. What is he, what's the halacha? It's a mitzvah to marry his sister-in-law. All of a sudden, right? What's, what's the deraisa, what's, what's arayos, all of a sudden becomes a mitzvah. Read another example. Lotilba shatnes, you shouldn't wear shatnes. However, gedilim taselacha. And also, you should make tzitzis. Shneem nemer b'dibur echad. Why? Why do I need to teach you? So there's shatnes and the mitzvah of tzitzis. There's not, you can't marry your sister-in-law and the mitzvah of Yibam. Why are those taught at the same time? What's the purpose? What would you say? That they, they, meaning these are two mitzvahs that should not be able to coexist. And you might think, maybe God changed his mind, right? There's two, it's multiple authors of the Torah, right? If I say, you can't marry your sister-in-law, and it says the mitzvah of, of, of Yibam, how's that possible? You just told me I can't marry my sister-in-law. So how can I be? There's a mitzvah of you. The answer is, Hashem said at the same moment so that it could be clear to us that they're all from HaKadosh Baruch right? These mitzvahs are all from HaKadosh Baruch That no, even though typically you can't marry your sister-in-law, Yibam is a mitzvah. Even though typically you can't wear shatnas, if shatnas are in tzitzis, not today, halacha we don't do it today anymore, but you could, there'd be a mitzvah. 
So that means what's pshat zachar v'shamar b'dibur echad? What are we trying? What what is the what is the medrash trying to say? Or what should also be true about zachar v'shamar? Shatnis and and titzis should not coexist. The Isidah married your sister-in-law and Yibam should not exist. They should be contradictions. And nevertheless, they're both a mitzvah. So meaning that, that Zachar V'shamar should be contradictory in some way. But why are they contradictions? I can make Kiddush, Zachar, and I can also, uh, you know, not drive a car. Shamar. That's not contradictions. So the Ramban explains, I, don't, I didn't put the Ramban on the sheet. The Ramban explains that Zachar is mitzvah right? Zachar is, we know this, it's mitz, kiddish, and havdalah, etc. Right? To, to mention Shabbos, to talk about Shabbos, etc. And shamor are the negative aspects of Shabbos, right? Not to do malacha, the isra malacha of Shabbos, that's shamor, to guard Shabbos. So, so what? But why is that contradictory? So the, the Zohar writes that Zachar v'shamor, Zachar Ledufka and Shamor Lenukva. That Zachor is more of a male aspect of Shabbos, whereas Shamor is more of a female aspect of Shabbos. Again, we're all going to do both. So it doesn't really mean that only, I don't say men do Zechira and women do Shemira. But the point being, right, when I don't violate Shabbos, I'm doing the more, if you take it back to the other language, Machus aspect of Shabbos, right? The, the accepting part of Shabbos. When I'm doing the Zachor of Shabbos, I'm doing the more Yesod, the more active elements of Shabbos. Um, the Ramban writes this as well. And it goes back to the same concept of, the, again, the active elements of Shabbos and the sort of more passive elements of Shabbos. And the truth is that we've probably noticed that we all have, within our Shemir Shabbos, both aspects. Right? There are parts of Shabbos that we just don't do anything. Right? There are parts of, because it's Shabbos, I'm not going to ask kids. Right? Shabbos is a day of where we can't do anything. Right? Nothing that we want to do. Right? I can't use my device. I can't, right? It's a day we just don't do. I hold back. But the truth is, there are elements of Shabbos that we go ahead and we do very actively. We dress up in a certain way. We come to shul. We daven in a certain way. We make kiddush. We declare Shabbos to everyone. We invite people over. There are ways that we are very active in our Shemir Shabbos also. And the point is that I do both as a part of my Shemir Shabbos. I do both of those things. But why does Hashem, well, Hashem needs us to do those things? It's not for Hashem, right? Obviously, it's for us, right? That we do both things. That we make room. In a certain sense, we stop and we say, you know what? We kind of handcuff ourselves and make room for somebody else on Shabbos. And we also go out and we do things that are active on Shabbos also. And the Ramban adds one other point. And he says, surprise, Zachor is more of a daytime thing for Shabbos. And Shamor is more of a nighttime, which fits perfectly now with a lot of these points, right? The, what does he mean? Why is, it, why is Zechira during the day and Shemir at night? So you think about it, practically it's very true. When you come into Shabbos, I don't know about you, I'm typically not totally ready yet when Shabbos comes, and Shabbos shows up whether I like it or not. I just stop because Shabbos arrives. Right? But when Shabbos arrives, I, I don't like, I, yes, I'm going to accomplish Shabbos if I want, I can make Shabbos early. But even if, if I don't, Shabbos comes whether I like it or not. But I'm the Makabal of Shabbos. Shabbos comes on its own. In fact, what do we call it? Kabbalah Shabbos. We just kind of stand, we wait for Shabbos to come to us. Or Salvation has a whole mahalach. Talks about why there's, why there's Kabbalah Shabbos on Shabbos, there's no Kabbalah Yantiv. Because on Shabbos, that the Shekhinah comes to us on Yantiv, we go to the, to the, 
to the Harabayas. We go to Yerushalayim. But on Shabbos, we wait for the Bonosham to come to us. We just make space. And, and the truth is that even emotionally, that's probably how we, we, we experience Shabbos on Friday night. We just kind of like let Shabbos come in and we hope we're basically ready, but we're just ready to let it enter. Right? And we're very much, much more passive on a Friday night. As opposed to Shabbos day, where we become much more active. Right? It's now our job to go out basically and find Shabbos for ourselves. It's our job on Friday night, to, on Shabbos morning, to go and do, and what do we call it? On Friday night we say, Bo'i Kala, Bo'i Kala. Shabbos morning, what's the Kiddush called? Kiddusha Rabbah. Right? It's like our opportunity to be Makash. We make Kiddush Friday night also. But Shabbos morning is the, the main Kiddush. Because that's our opportunity to be Makadesh the day, in a certain sense. So, this explains one of the questions that we asked. Why is Lichad? So take a look at Lichad Dodi. Right, so we mentioned in source number seven, the Lechadodi is, right, we said Zachar Vashamar Vidibarecha, so the Michalta writes. Why is Michalta say Zachar Vashamar Vidibarecha? Why in that order? So Shamar actually comes first in the Lechadodi, but in the, in the, in the Torah, Shamar comes second, right? So that's why the, the Michalta writes Zachar Vashamar, all the Midrashim, Zachar Vashamar Vidibarecha, Nemro. Why? Because Zachar is in Yisro, and Shomer is way later, 40 years later, in Vaschana. So the question is, so then why in Lechadodi is it Shomer v'Zachar v'Dibur Echad? So, 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 so there's a, there's, when, you go, when you get in Smicha in Wayu, you have to take a Bechina with Rosh Hashach there, which is a, this, one of the scariest experiences of most people, most guys in Yeshiva's life, because Rosh Hashach knows everything, and you know, you know very little. So you have a Bechina of and he asks you anything, on anything. So he doesn't try to get you in trouble. He, he tries to ask you what you're learning, and you know. So they, they tell a story, and I think it's true, that one time, this makes sense, if you know Rosh that Rosh asked somebody, so, um, so tell me, why does it say Shamar v'Zachar v'Dibur Echad if in the order of the Torah it's Zachar v'Shamar? And the guy's like, like, trying to think, like, is there Ramban? I don't know, is it? And so Rosh says, because the guy's name was, the author's name is Shlomo Halevi Alkabetz. His name wasn't, if his name was Zalman, it would have been Zachar Rishon Rishon That's what Rosh said. But the truth is, it's actually more than that. It's not just like that. So Rosh said that as a joke. But the truth is, the truth is, it's more than that. Why should Shomor V'Zachar Redeem Rechon? Why is that true? Why is it said that way? It's said that way because that's how we experience it. Right? We, we experience the Shmira Shabbos, the Vayinu Chuvah. Right? We experience that first. That's the nighttime. That's the Rambas. That's what the Zohar says. Right? Shlomo Levi Akhbitz was a Kabbalist and understood that. And he writes Shomor V'Zachar B'Dibur Echad because the experience of Shabbos is Shomor and then Zachor. Right? We, start, we start with kind of just letting Shabbos hit us and then we can go actively and pursue Shabbos. So if that's true, so why didn't Hashem give us, a t- give us that way in the Torah? So I heard a Peshat. Rabbi Penner actually said this Peshat. He wanted to argue, when a Jew comes out of Egypt, right, what's the message that they need? They don't need a message of, you, you need to be handcuffed by Kodesh Baruch you, you stop for a minute. You don't create. You do not. The Jews come out of Mitzrayim, as we know. Why was Achosh Zalachem Rosh Chalashim the very first mitzvah they're given? Because they had to learn to become active participants with the Rebbe Shalom. They had to learn to take charge of their lives. So Kodesh Baruch Hu starts by telling us, Zachor Yom Shabbos, Kodesh Shabbos is something you go get. Shabbos is something you have a part of. Something you have to actively pursue to make it Shabbos. Who hears Shambor's Yom Shabbos, the Kudshow? Not those people who left Egypt. Who hears it? It's 40 years later. It's a repeat for the children 
of these people, some of whom were never slaves and have lived for 40 years in the desert with Karsh Brachon taking care of them, and now are about to enter the world, to enter Eretz Yisrael, to take care of them, to become active participants in the world. That's their job now. And the Karsh Brachon says, just a reminder, Shomer is Yom HaShabbos, the Karsh Remember, sometimes the answer is no, sometimes you're going to wait, sometimes you're going to have to let me into your life. And you're just going to step back for a little bit. Fine. So let's just review where we are here. Right? So we started by saying that the Torah right, gives Shabbos has a positive element, and a, a, sorry, a male element and a female element. Right? And it, it switches. And we notice that that male and female is represented in the different ways that we dive in Friday night Shabbos morning until Mincha. It's also rep- and it really emanates and really comes from this concept in Kabbalah of Yesod Tamachus bringing down the spirituality into the physical world, which happens specifically on Shabbos. And that there's the concept of the Yesod, the male side of Shabbos, whatever that means, that of, of the Syros, which actively sends things down to Machus, which is the, the feminine side, which accepts the potential and then does much more with it. And that on Shabbos, we have those two elements. The, the male and female joining together in a certain sense, the active and the passive joining and working together in the experience of spirituality in the world. And that's why we have, and, and, how, and what order does it go to? It starts with that more passive Malchus experience moving into the more active Yesod experience. And that explains why we start with the feminine Vayinu on Friday night, and we move to Vayinu Shabbos morning in uh, in our davening. And then Vayinu Chuvam at Minchawai, because the ultimate is that we've combined the two. We use both in our Vodah session. The two come together. Right? They're finally joined at, at, at Mincha and Shalashudis is all about the Yimos HaMashiach even. And the truth is, it explains also what happens in the actual Shemona Esri itself. If you, have, if you have a sitter in front of you, do you have a sitter in there? If you have a sitter, you find it actually in the different Shemona Esri's of Shachar, Mincha, and Ma'ariv. Uh, Ma'ariv, Shachar, Mincha. Take a look. The other red sitter in page 151 is the Shemona Esrei of Friday night. What do we say in the Shemona Esrei Friday night? Who, who are we referring to? You made this Yom Ashvi. You did it. You made it Kadosh. Who? Who's you? Hashem. Right? This is, Kadosh Baruch, this is what you did. Right? You made Shabbos special. And then notice the next paragraph. Who's that referring to? The Rebonus Olam. God, this is what you did. Hashem, you did all this, and I'm just, I'm just a, a spectator. I'm watching. Right? Vayachulu is actually our testimony of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did. I'm watching and experiencing that which Hashem did, and I'm just kind of taking it all in. Look, now, Shabbos morning at Shacharis. Shacharis on page 195. On page 195. It's a pretty stark contrast. Page 195, what do we say? Yismach Moshe v'matnas Talka. Who are we referring to now? Not to Kadosh Baruch Hu, but to us. Moshe Rabbeinu was so happy with the gift that he was given. Moshe Rabbeinu is the first one. It's one of the first ones. He gives Am Yisrael in the desert of Shabbos. Right? That, that Moshe Rabbeinu was so appreciative of that which Hashem had given him. Right? And then what did he do? The Moshe took them down and he wrote about Shabbos in them. Right? And then what happens? And then what happened? Amishal kept the Shabbos. It's, fat. it's amazing. 
Right? You go from a, 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 a conversation about how Kodesh Baruch Hu handed a Shabbos and we basically watched him act to a Shemona Esri, which talks about how we kept Shabbos. Right? What we did with Shabbos. Now, if you look at Mincha, sorry, Muslims have got to be a different year, I'm sorry. But if you look at Mincha, Page 234 is the combination of the two. Right? You are one, and your name is one, and who's like Amisha, who's one Ba'aretz. Right? We are now Tiferes Kedula. Tiferes is a combination of Midos. That we now talk, by the time we get to the end of the, the, end of the day, that we have joined Akarash Baruch in a certain sense. Right? That the, the two pieces have come together. That, that which we've accepted a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and that which a Kaddish Baruch Hu has, uh, that which we've gone actively to go find. And I think it also explains one other piece, which brings us a little bit back to the, one of the questions, points I made at the way, way beginning. If you look at source number eight, source number eight is a Yushami, a Yushami in Masechah Shabbos, that says, Tani. It is forbidden for a person to request things for themselves on Shabbos. It's nowhere in Talmud Bavli, does it say this? The tour mentioned this also, but it's not Paschal in Shulchan Aruch, right? There's no Pesach in Shulchan Aruch that's usher to, to do so. But it's considered typically not appropriate to ask for things for yourself on Shabbos. That's the reason why the Medrash, the Mechilta, different Mechilta points out that otherwise we would have just died in the regular week of Shonestra. There's no reason not, the things that we ask for during the week are, are appropriate things to ask for. There's no reason we should just have a weekday Shmon Esrei instead of a Yalav Yavo, we'd add in something for Shabbos. Right? Why do we have to change the whole Shmon Esrei? So the, the, the Mechilta writes, because on Shabbos we don't, we don't make requests. So one of, the reasons, one of the reasons given by some is that because it's a, it's a funny thing to say. It sounds to me counterintuitive, but that they wanted to make sure that Shabbos the davening wouldn't be too long. So they made, they made the Shemona Esrei short. It's fascinating because Shabbos is the longest davening of the week. But okay, maybe they knew, knew it already so they made the Shemona Esrei a little bit shorter. But that's not what the Korban Eidah says. Korban Eidah in source number nine, who is the commentary, one of the major, main commentaries. If you learn Talmud Bavli, you learn Rashi. If you learn Yusham, you learn the Korban Eidah. And the Korban Eidah says like this, Why is it you asr litvot tzrach of b'shabbos? Why can't you ask, request things for yourself on Shabbos? L'fi shemichlal onek Shabbos? Because when, when I start Shabbos, what should I feel like? Kirsh Baruch has got everything taken care of. Right? Everything, I don't want to deal with... Hashem's taking care of me. Once Shabbos comes, I'm not worried about the things that are going on during the week. When you start asking for, for you know, Baruch Halei, etc., so you are, you, you show as if you don't think Kirsh Baruch has taken care of everything already. Vigam, and another reason, if you ask for the things that you, you know, that you really want, so it makes you, it's ma'orer, the things that you're missing. And when you daven shman esrei, and it should make us feel this way, you daven shman esrei, and you realize all the things that you don't have. That's part of the purpose of shman esrei. It makes us reflect. And it's a reflective experience, davening. But if that's true, then if I spend Shabbos realizing all the things I don't have, it's going to put me in a bad mood. I'm going to feel sad. And on Shabbos, you're not supposed to feel sad. You're supposed to feel, feel simcha on Shabbos. They say uh, that Roshachter was once invited to go to a, uh, a camp with uh, you know, children with disabilities. Uh, camp Simcha, one of these places. And he agreed to go, and he said he was worried. 
about going. So why was he worried to go? So Shechter, if you know Shechter, is an extraordinarily sensitive human being. And Shechter, if you ask Shechter, a sensitive Shaila about like a difficult situation, so first he cries with you, the Shaila, and then he gives you the answer. He's an extraordinarily sensitive person. I've never met him so sensitive my whole life. Um, and so he was nervous to go for Shabbos to a place like that because he felt like he was going to feel so sad. He didn't realize, you know, maybe how uplifting a lot of these places are. But it was going to be sad for him. But the point being that there's no bakashas on Shabbos because a bakasha is a recognition of the things that I'm missing and it can make me feel, you know, like, uh, you know, upset. But the first reason is because it's not a time to be focusing on the things that I'm missing and the things that I need Hashem to give me physically. That's not the purpose of Shabbos, right? Shabbos is a time to feel that I let Shalom is in charge of my life. And I thought that it actually fits very nicely into these two pieces, right? Because we have a response, two responsibilities on Shabbos, as we mentioned until now, to allow the Shabbos to sort of come to us and also to go out and produce and make Shabbos for ourselves. So here too, we have, don't have personal bakashos because on Shabbos we let go of the physical needs for that day. Right? We relinquish ourselves to Kodesh Baruch in a certain sense. And at the same time, we also have to run after Ruchnius. We run after spirituality. You use the day as a time to re-energize. And I, what I came to realize is that um, on the one hand, this idea of was like frustrating I, I used to feel I used to love Marv because Marv came on Shabbos I could, I could dab in Shemun where I could actually ask for stuff again because that's the only way I was really, really connected in Shemun and I realized that I was making a big mistake because go back to that paragraph that we in source number three that paragraph that we say three different times actually four times over Shabbos and what is that paragraph? Hashem, I hope you're pleased with our menucha. Make us sanctified, holy with your mitzvahs. Give us a place in your Torah. Let us feel satiated with your goodness. Let us feel happy and with your salvation. And, and and purify our hearts to serve you for, for real. I don't know about you, that sounds like a bakasha to me. It's a, it's a pretty significant request. What kind of request is it, though? It's a spiritual one. It's a ruchniistic request. And I realized that I had it all wrong. That, sh- yeah, on Shabbos, we don't ask for physical bakashas, for the most part. It's on Shabbos that we run after the spiritual ones. Right? We are passive in a certain sense. And we let Shabbos come to us. We recognize we don't create. We don't do the Yibam the Creator. Hashem takes care. Komalach Nasa already. It's already done. God took care of everything. But we also, we run after the Yibam searching for spirituality. And, and to me, that's what this whole conversation um, is really about, and it's really what most of the davening, a lot of the davening, is focused on throughout Shabbos. That balance of feeling that, on the one hand, the Rebbeinu Olam is in charge of my life, right? That's the, you know, that, that Shabbos, we make Kiddush, why Zechel is Tzies Mitzrayim, that Kaddish Baruch Hu is involved, and he's there, Zechel, and my celebrations, that Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world, that I'm just, there's certain things just out of my hands, 
recognizing that my life is not totally mine to be, uh, to be in control of. That's an element of Shabbos just to strengthen Amuna. But there's the other part, and that's the Shamor. And that's the other part. I don't create because the Kaddish Baruch Hu creates. But there's the total other side of Shabbos also, which is the Vitarli Bilal Avdachavim. It's the I run after the Ribbon Shalom to try to find a connection to Him. The active and the passive at the same time. In a certain sense, it's the Katnasa Adam, recognizing how small we are. And it's also the Gavas Adam, the ability that we have to connect to Him, the ability that we have to find ourselves spiritually throughout that day. And, and, and what I think is so nice about this is that what it really does is it takes Shabbos and takes the tefillahs of Shabbos and it helps us remember that the tefillahs of Shabbos are there to remind us what the purpose of the day is all about, what we're really here for, and how Shabbos is supposed to be used. Yes, as a time to, to relax, as a time to, to, to re-energize ourselves physically also, and also a time to re-energize ourselves spiritually, a time to, to recognize what really matters to us, to recognize where we really want to be, and to, and to actively pursue it. To actively pursue it. I think what my kids say sometimes, isn't Shabbos supposed to be a day of rest? It is a day of rest, but it's not really a day of rest. It should be relaxing physically. We have to you know, rejuvenate ourselves. But there's also something very specific and very you know, goal-oriented that we have to accomplish on Shabbos. And these, uh, these concepts of the, of the, the Yisod and Malchus and whatever way we can understand it, of the the Shama Rezachar Vadivur Echad, and if it's been loved to have MS, all have the opportunity and that respond, remind us of the opportunity and responsibility uh, that is the day of Shams. Okay.